In Luke, uh, Luke chapter 1 this morning, and <clears throat> beginning in verse 30, and we'll probably move through verse uh, 56 this morning, and as we've been looking at the pre-incarnate uh, issues with our Lord, and, and <clears throat> let me read through these real quick. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 30, and this deals with what the angel describes as that holy thing. <clears throat> and in the sixth month, that'd be the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy with uh, John the Baptist. <clears throat> it said in verse uh, 24, After those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked upon me and, and to take away my reproach among men. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in to her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, Thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, <clears throat> the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the Lord, the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name, and mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. 
and his <clears throat> and he hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. He hath hope in his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. <clears throat> and so we'll be covering that, that portion of uh, this narrative and uh, at some point in this narrative it, it doesn't say exactly which point but the word of the lord to mary was fulfilled she was she was pregnant when she went down to see her cousin and and <clears throat> pregnant by divine means according to the word of the lord as was recorded in isaiah uh, chapter 7 a virgin shall conceive and and bear a son and thou shalt call his name emmanuel god god with us and today, so today I'd like us just to consider and reflect on the, the beginnings of this in this miracle of God with us. And <clears throat> the last time we were together, we, we took a look at Psalm 139. <clears throat> and, and I'd like to go back there and, and, and review that, <clears throat> which declares to us the Lord himself recording his observation from eternity regarding the conception of what's called here that holy thing. And it just, the more I read that, the more it just struck me that God Almighty at that moment transferred to a cell, a, a thing that would, in the womb, a, a, that would become a baby and confined in that for for nine months, the, all, the the Almighty God confined in that womb for nine months, growing into the Son of God, the Son of Man, for an express purpose. And where do, where does this begin? <clears throat> and we have to go back to electing love in eternity uh, for the beginning, as far back as we can conceive it in time as we know it. But in the eternal now of the Lord God Almighty who declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. That's recorded for us in Isaiah 46.10. He's telling us the end from the beginning, the Alpha, the Omega, from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. <clears throat> His counsel shall stand. I'll do all my pleasure. From, from eternity, the electing love that was in the covenant of grace, known, known unto God are, are all His works from the beginning of the world, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 15, verse 18. And so we have some things to consider. The, the, the number one thing that we have to consider is the eternal existence of the Lord. Our pastor quoted from John 1.1, 1, 1, 
in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. His very name means the self-existent one, the eternal one. In John, in his prayer in John chapter 17, when the Lord was at, in his maturity as a man and he was praying with his disciples and he was praying this, probably the, there's so much contained in John chapter 17. But he, he said, I've glorified thee on the earth. I've finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So it, it establishes for us a certain characteristic that the Lord enjoyed before eternity, before the creation of the world, the glory that he had with God the Father. I've manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of this world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. And so we also are told of this electing love of a people that belong to God, that he gave the Son to redeem out of their sins. And uh, this electing love that Jeremiah described, he said, I've I've loved you with an everlasting love, an eternal love. Therefore, with loving kindness have, have I drawn thee, uh, drawn the ones that were away from him, drawn the ones that were at enmity with him in sin and trespasses. <clears throat> Electing love is described to us in great detail in many of the scriptures. I, I like to read from Romans, the ninth chapter. Uh, verse 6 it says not as though the word of God had taken none effect for they are not all Israel which are of Israel and and he goes on to point out this it's not by natural birth line that that, that the Lord loves us it's uh, they are not all Israel which are of Israel neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. It's, it's reminiscent of where we are in Luke. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. That the purpose of God in election might stand. His sovereign will to love whom he chose and, and uh, to hate those that, that were against him. That he didn't uh, breathe into them the breath of life and cause them uh, to, to draw them to himself. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1. We, 
we love the scriptures in Ephesians, and it's always so hard just to take a few verses out of this and read them. But we're going to read verse uh, 2 through 7 from Ephesians chapter 1. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The, he's the, the Prince of Peace, the God of Peace. That's We celebrate that this time of, of year. He is the cause of our peace uh, between us and God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him. Because in eternity, in the covenant of grace, he agreed to take on the form of a man, to come and and be confined in this, this cell, in this womb, for nine months before he was even born and with the sole purpose of coming and laying down his life for the sheep. In love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And then we we segue right up to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8 where it says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. The greatest gift that he gave was himself, his life. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? It follows that if he was here and he was God and he ascended back to be with the Father that he descended first to come down and tabernacle with men. Uh, He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. What is descending but coming down? Coming down from where? From the Father in heaven. John 6.37, it spells this out for us in no uncertain terms. In John 6.37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, the Messiah, the, the Christ that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So today as we we contemplate the celebration of the the birth of our Savior who came down, who, who took on the nature of, and flesh of man, but was still God, and God with us in the flesh, the Bible says. <clears throat> we could think on a few things which have been recorded for our understanding and which magnify our appreciation of our Lord and Savior. These things that Mary lived through, she, she just contemplated them. So my soul magnifies the Lord. And she's 
I don't think maybe she had a complete understanding of it. <laughs> she says, how is this going to be? And the, the, the angel of the Lord told her, and she said, okay. I believe it. My soul magnifies the Lord. I trust in God, my Savior, she calls him. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we could think on a few things which have been recorded for our understanding which magnify our appreciation of our Lord and Savior. Consider the Lord God Almighty, the Word of God that was in the beginning with with God and was God, the Creator, <clears throat> the cause of peace between us and God the Father. The hymns that we sing, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. It's not worldly peace. It's a cessation of conflict between nationalities or people. It's a it's a cessation of conflicts and hostilities between God and the, the elect, between God and the church. <clears throat> because of the eternal love with which he loved the elect, he agreed to give up where he'd been from all eternity in fellowship and unity with the Father and Spirit and in the fullness of time. <clears throat> be sent to the Father to be made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Galatians chapter 4, verse five, 4, 5, and 6. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, tells us, and, and I, as we're looking at this, in etern- as we think of eternity past in, in our, our concept of time and things, the Lord, thinking ahead to where he was going to go, what he was going to do, what he was going to be to satisfy the righteousness of God and redeem the church from the fall. Hebrews 10, you can turn over with, with me to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. All these things that our pastor has brought to us from the Old Testament, all the the sacrifices and all the things that were done in the Old Testament to be a shadow and a type of the coming of the Lord and His sacrifice once for all for the church. In verse 4 of chapter 10 of Hebrews, it says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. They were just a symbol. They were just a picture, just a representative of what was It was just there to have people's minds and hearts look forward to what was the Lord was going to do for them. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither had pleasure in, which are offerings by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second, by which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ, once for all. 
a body thou hast prepared a sacrifice once for all, a lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. Proverbs, turn over to Proverbs, if you would, chapter 8. <clears throat> we look at all these these Old Testament scriptures that kind of give us a, a view that our Savior had <clears throat> and tried to describe to us things not as yet done. <clears throat> but according to the counsel and will of, of God the Father. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22 says, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. Before his works of old, I was set up from everlasting. From the beginning, or ever the earth was, when there were no depths, I was brought forth when there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set the compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the cloud above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of the earth, and my delights were with the sons of men." Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways, hear instruction, and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. <clears throat> it speaks to a time before the creation, during the creation, after the creation. Consider the Lord in eternity, marveling at that which in the fullness of time would come to be, but recorded for us thousands of years prior to the fact, this, this great miracle, this mystery that the Bible described, this change which he would engage in, <clears throat> which <clears throat> united his holy nature with the flesh of man. And yet, in total confidence that his union with the Father was total and secure. When he was here, I, I've always been about my Father's work. I and the Father are one. The Father loveth me. I love the Father. <clears throat> so back to Psalm 139 for a bit. This Psalm of David, and I'm sure David, some of the things in here described in a dual capacity, the things that he perceived of himself, and yet it's clearly descriptive of the Lord looking at what was about to happen to him a long time from when this was written. <clears throat> o Lord, thou hast searched me and known me, thou knowest my down sitting. And my uprising, and thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassed my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. There is not a word in my tongue, but Lord, thou knowest it altogether. The Lord, he said, I and the Father are one. 
they were united in will and purpose for the redemption of the church. <clears throat> Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful me it is high, I cannot attain unto it. And I can understand David writing that after he was regenerated and just saying, you know, I just, when I think about this, he said, when I think about things like this in the night watches, it's just, my head just wants to explode. <laughs> I can't contain it all. It's just too wonderful for me. It's high, I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? <clears throat> Whither shall I flee from my presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as a day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in, in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my, my soul knoweth right well. <clears throat> my substance, my creation was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect and in thy book all my members were written, <clears throat> which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. Isn't that what he said in Isaiah? When as yet there, they, they hadn't been done yet, but I speak of them as though they, they are. In thy book all my members were written, which were in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with thee. And I could just think of the Lord thinking, that's how it's going to be when I'm in the womb for nine months. Even though it's dark, I have the light. Even though I'm not physically present, I'm, I'm present in spirit. I'm <clears throat> the, the thoughts of God are, are precious to me. <clears throat> I just still can't kind of fully grasp the Almighty <clears throat> being contained, as it were, given a body thou hast given me, a body thou hast prepared for me, it says in Hebrews. Prepared to accomplish the, the purposes of God in the covenant of grace. Prepared because of electing love to redeem a people from sin and the fall. A body that he would never be separated from. We see him when he, when he was resurrected in his body, still had the prints of the nails in his hand and the wound in the side that he said, Thomas, <laughs> stick your finger here. 
put your hand in here. <clears throat> we have a high priest that is passed into the heavens. <clears throat> Jesus, the Son of God. Seeing that we we have that great high priest, let's hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That's the purpose of him coming and taking this body that had been prepared for him, that in all points he could be tempted like as we are yet without sin, it says in Hebrews 4.15. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Uh, just seems like we sometimes we have we make mistakes and maybe I'll go up to Norm and say well you'll never believe what dumb thing I just did and he'll say oh I've done that too <laughs> I've been there we don't have a, a God that that's so far above us that he has no understanding of the things we go through. He was given a body like, like we have and tabernacled among us. And, and the scripture says, consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. That's, that's hard for us to fathom be, that he would be holy and righteous unto God and that he would endure a, a contradiction of people that were total opposite to him and yet he loved them from eternity and never looked at them in any other way. When, when the very people closest to him we find later in the close of this book of Luke and in the other gospels they ratted him out. They they turned, <laughs> they threw him under the bus, or whatever you want to say. They denied him. Uh, and not just Peter. It says, and they they all did the same. All the disciples. When he came to them, after he was resurrected, he said the same thing that he said to Mary: "Fear not." I've loved you with an everlasting love. I've loved you from eternity. In eternity, I planned and proposed and caused it to come into be the very things that would be your redemption. A body thou hast prepared me. A body that was for one purpose, so that he could die in the place as a substitute for his people. <clears throat> so we'll stop there and <clears throat> and our pastor will be kind of taken off from somewhere near there and moving on through the nativity and the gospel that's just so attuned to it. So thank you for your attention and be free as always. <clears throat>